I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 59, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio with some hey, different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, the good brother of brother love, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. You were much kinder to me than I thought you were going to be there. Well, you know, you've uh, you've really done it this time, Kingpin. <laughs> you screwed me again. <laughs> you Penny screwed Packer. Me again. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess we'll get that out of the way first. You, you spoke recently on the phone to Bruce Pritchard. You were negotiating a contract, correct? Uh, that's completely incorrect. No, oh, it is? I'm a fan of the podcast. Oh. I bought a t-shirt. You know. I thought we talked about this on Thursday. That, no, that, that no, you're gonna no. be signing very soon. No, 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 no. You're gonna get. You're gonna get. You're gonna get me tossed out of uh, <laughs> <laughs> the place I. I hopefully will be <laughs> working for more more frequently. Uh, no, I. Uh, I did receive a call from Bruce Pritchard. It was because I bought a T-shirt from my favorite podcast. <laughs> uh, I, we can tell. We'll get into this in a second. My but favorite I podcast. Tell. I'm not on. I, I can tell that uh, you know this podcast isn't in favor with you. Well, we're on Facebook Live right now. And speaking of fat tubs of crap, Ace Romero just joined, watching us. That's not even nice. I, he's, don't, I don't care he, if it's he, nice. He was your tag team partner. He's a piece of rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. Uh, so Brian. Um, you didn't do your homework this week. <laughs> I what uh, the dog ate it. <laughs> so we we <laughs> talked about uh, what we we're gonna do this week. We we'll get into it in, in a couple minutes, but all it required was about an hour and a half of your time, and you couldn't spare it, could you? Didn't have a square to spare, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we will do our best here this week on the New Age Insiders Network we're to bring get you a quality it's gonna podcast. It's going to be fantastic. All right. It will so, be amazing. And we talked about briefly before we went on with Facebook Live. You can go back and see the video, facebook.com slash the WPAN, if you're listening to us on the podcast. Uh, we talked about the fact that the we're not quite sure where we're going to go with the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Right now, we're doing the Dirt Sheet Shuffle each and every week, but we did a poll we used to do the listener voted topics. Now we're doing the dirt sheet shuffle and we want to see which you prefer. You can actually just tweet us and let us know. Do you prefer the dirt sheet shuffle every week on Thursdays or do you prefer 
the topics like such as the best on interviews, like the worst entrance music, that kind of stuff that we used to do week in and week out on the BDA Radio exclusive podcast. Let us know on Twitter at the WPAN. Uh, and before we get into the... It's no longer 50-50, Mike. It's no longer 50-50? Oh, no, no. The four topics pulled ahead a little bit. Okay. It's pulling ahead. Okay. Also, Brian, you today will be on the Rundown Sit Down with Jason Stewart. How'd you feel about doing that? Uh, did you speak about your entire career? Yeah, yeah. We went into to pretty good detail. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. We kept it to about an hour, so it was a Cliff Notes version. But um, I'm probably going to be back. I expect to be back on the rundown at some point. We talked, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. I always like talking about myself. You know that. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find that on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed. The Rundown Sit Down, an interview uh, Jason Stewart, our good friend, did with the kingpin brian malonis it uh, by the time you hear this it will be they brought they online. brought me in to pop the territory i guess they did <laughs> i guess they did well today on this territory the wrestling podcast about nothing on the new age insiders network it is the impact experiment two kingpin brian malonis it's already a failed experiment <laughs> yes we uh I checked out the latest edition of Impact on Pop, and it was my first time watching since the Anthem era began, and we're going to see how much things have changed. All right, my hey, hey, you know what? You're looking for a twist? How do we get? How do we do a podcast out of this where I didn't do my homework? Convince me that this is an episode that I have to watch. I will do that. I will All do right. that. Okay. Also, we are elevating our game, Brian. Literally. It's high-class competition like you've never heard before. A new game debuts today on the WPAN. Plus, we've got your promo about nothing and a whole lot more. But first, let's get right into it, Brian. Over the past year, we've developed a very popular game that we're playing over on the BDA radio feed, as I just mentioned. It's kind of been our calling card, and it's called the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. But some people, especially after last week, are calling it Juvenile. They call it unsophisticated. Someone even called it poppycock. <laughs> and love, I've you uh, love poppycock. I've taken this to heart, Brian. <laughs> I've taken this to heart. Uh, so I've devised a new game that we are debuting right now on the NAI Network. No more silly jingles. I know you'll be happy with that. No more lowbrow humor. This, my friends, is high class competition. This is Gargalyrics. I'm sorry, what? Gargalyrics. So, is that like the, the Smurfs villain? Well, get ready. <laughs> Give me one second. Now, I've ha- Brian, I know you've had your ups and downs with our other game, and you've cried foul on more than one occasion. Well, the structure of this game is quite simple. It's been Crockett-proofed, in fact. All you're tasked to do is identify a wrestling theme song. That's it. Okay. I give you the lyrics. You name that tune. All right. That's Gargle Lyrics. Now, how's that sound? All right. How'd you come up with a name, though? Well, <laughs> uh, we'll get right into it, but we're going to go away from Facebook Live. Oh, you got to listen to the podcast if you want to. Uh, all, all the people watching live at home right now. <laughs> yes. So make sure you tune in this Monday. Download on the NAI Network, the wrestling podcast about nothing. And you can see, or you can hear, Gargalyrics. All right, Kingpin, let me just moisten my throat here, and we'll begin this cultured contest. Please don't ever say moistened again. 
Gargalyrics on the wrestling podcast about nothing. <laughs> yes, Brian. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. It's high class stuff we're doing here. <laughs> that was the first song. Now, can you guess what song that was? I sure can, Mike. That was, that was Hulk Hogan's Real American. <laughs> and you are? Correct. <laughs> that was fucking disgusting. <laughs> All right, Brian. We're going to keep it classy here. As uh, Hard Buddy Harper says on the Book in the Territory podcast, it's real classy. Here we go. The second Gargalyric. On the wrestling podcast about nothing. <laughs> it's a good podcast this week, folks. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> literally can't look at you. <laughs> you got anything on that one, Brian? Demolitions theme yes, by Rick is. Derringer. It is. Congratulations. You got the Axe second and, one Axe correct. and Smash are rolling over in their graves and they're not even dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian. We're going to keep the uh, keep the hits rolling here. We're going to keep it uh, sophisticated as we move on to our third wrestling theme song. It's Garga Lyrics. Yes, Brian, do you have a guess for this theme song? I, I think we got another 80s wrestling hit on our hands here. Yes. The Honky Tonk Man? You got it! Alright. You got it. He's cool. He's cocky. He's bad. Alright, Brian. It's a hit. This game's a hit. I can feel it. We got another dirt cheat shuffle on our hands, folks. People throwing up <laughs> listening to this right now. <laughs> Brian, we got two more. Oh boy. Alright, here we go with our next Gargalyric. <clears throat> All right, Brian, how you feel about this I one? I have no clue. <laughs> Absolutely no clue. You don't know that one? <laughs> no. Well, it's not from the 80s, I'll tell you that much. No? No, I have I have no clue. <laughs> that was the Viper Randy Orton. Wow, I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> All right, Brian, we're gonna close this game out with one final gargalyric, and it's a deep cut. Oh boy! And so on gargalyrics, Brian, we call these the deep throaters. 
Okay. All right. Keeping it classy. <laughs> That's what this is all about, Brian. Everyone's saying it's juvenile, the dirt sheet shuffle. We're elevating the game here. <laughs> all right. Now for your final gargleric, the deep throater. Here it is. <sighs> Brian, it's a deep throater. It's a deep cut. <laughs> I understand. But do you got anything for this final gargleric? I, oh, I I really don't know. I, I have no I have no clue. You want to give me a hint? <laughs> um. Well, no. All right. <laughs> then I don't know. <laughs> he just recently returned to television. Just recently returned to television. Oh, you didn't say where though. <sighs> Jesus, I don't. I don't know. Uh no, Finn Balor's music doesn't have any words. I don't know, buddy. I don't. I don't well, know. Well, Brian, you should be. Uh, you should hang your head in shame because it is the music of your good friend, the original theme of Kofi Kingston. <laughs> That's what that was. Yes, S O S. Hear it? Come on. No, no, I did not. <laughs> well, that was it. Hope some of you guys out there got that one. I'm sure you did. It's plain as day to me. I guess I was the one gargling it. But you're the one deep throating it. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that, folks, that is our new game, the wrestling podcast about nothing. What'd you think about it? What'd you think about it, Brian? <laughs> I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that is Gargalyrics right here on the New Age Insiders Network, the wrestling podcast about nothing. I hope you enjoyed. Give us your feedback. How do you feel about this exciting new highbrow entertainment <laughs> from the WPAN? Let us know at the WPAN on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the WPAN. And uh, from there, Brian, we're gonna keep the hits coming. Oh boy. <laughs> We did our little first impact experiment last October. It was episode 26. Uh, you can find that on the original feed, the wrestling podcast about nothing. And Brian, your overriding opinion was two words, WWE light. That was kind of the, uh, the take coming out of the first impact experiment. It was a hot take. It was a hot take. Well, uh, less than a month later. Anthem Sports and Entertainment purchased Impact Wrestling. Billy Corrigan was out. Dixie Carter was out. And Anthem kind of brought back the old guard. Uh, your Jeff Jarrett's, your Dutch Mantel's, your Scott Demore's. So now it's been close to nine months since we talked about it last. And it's been a little less since TNA Wrestling became Impact Wrestling. Uh, we've given them enough time to kind of work out the kinks, I think, to establish the new creative and such. So we are back with the Impact Experiment 2. And one of us did everything we had to do to be here today on this podcast. You're and one welcome. of us did not. You're welcome. You showing up is enough in your book. Is that what you're, that's what you're saying? Uh, I think so. I'm a star. Well, <laughs> we're going to find a way to get through this, Brian. The Impact Experiment 2 on the wrestling podcast about nothing. 
Impact started this past Thursday, the June 1st edition of Impact on Pop. The opening video started with Josh Matthews versus Jeremy Borash. And Brian, you have a look on your face that uh, this isn't uh, approved. I don't know, Mike. I didn't see it. (laughs) My curiosity is piqued. I'd like to know what this video was about. Well, they're uh, feuding. They are two announcers. I, I, I didn't watch this episode yet, but I have watched Impact, um, I would say, a fair amount uh, in recent weeks. Well, they are doing this feud between Josh Matthews, who was the steady Impact announcer, and Jeremy Borash, who was a longtime announcer, ring announcer, personality in Impact Wrestling, been there since day one. So this thing is... People started not liking Josh Matthews. Then he started kind of being a heel on Twitter, and I guess they just kind of decided... Now he's going to be a heel on Impact instead of being more obnoxious. And he's playing the Michael Cole role from a few years ago when Michael Cole uh, decided he was, I mean, he didn't decide, but he became a heel on TV. And Josh is sometimes a heel, sometimes he plays it straight. But as far as I'm concerned, this whole thing, the whole thing with Michael Cole kind of hurt his credibility as an announcer. You don't really want to listen to him. You don't really believe what he says. But I'd say that was a failure in terms of Michael Cole, and now they're kind of copying it here on Impact with Josh Matthews. And I don't think it's going to go any better. I mean, they're, they're building up to Josh Matthews versus Jeremy Borash in a match. Borash will have Joseph Park, who is a.k.a. Abyss, as his tag team partner, and Josh has the recently returning Big Bad Booty Daddy, Scott Steiner, as his tag team partner. Freaks and peaks? Yes. So on July 2nd at Slammiversary, it's going to be Josh and Scott Steiner versus JB and uh, Joseph Park. Have you have you ever been to Scott Steiner's Twitter? I have not. It is nothing but retweets from Shonies. What's Shonies? It's like a like the Bickfords or whatever or Denny's of like the South. Oh, you know why? He owns he one. He owns one. Yeah, yeah, but I was just blown away by it. It's just nothing but retweets from Shonies. There's nothing wrong with that. Get some uh, chicken and waffles. Shoney's is very good. Uh, I've never been. Country gravy. I have. I, I went to one down south before. Country gravy. You don't like country gravy? So how do you feel about heel announcers, Brian? Um, <laughs> I mean, we grew up on them, I guess. But it's usually the color guy right, who's, right, the, right. who's the heel and not the, not the play-by-play guy. I've seen some of the stuff with, with Josh Matthews and Borash. I think it's a little like the stuff I've seen. And I don't know if they've toned it down at time but it was a little over the top it was distracting away from the match i think i'm not a fan of things that take away from the match in the ring like when the guys are talking i, I i'm not a big fan of wwe commentary myself because it, it i don't know i think it takes away from the action in the ring at times i'm i am a big fan of when the announcers call the action um, and present it more as competition, more as sport. I was a big fan of Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura and, and Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. But they had banter, too, that kind of took they away. They did at times, but it wasn't like overly prevalent. And it was usually a concerning the action in the ring. Right, they, Jesse they were, would say the heel did a great thing, and Gorilla's like, will you stop? <laughs> 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 yeah, it was usually about what what's in the ring, and and the stuff I saw with Borash and Josh Matthews was, was not. It was about their own deal and not really focusing on what's going on in the ring, and I think that takes away from the guys that are working their asses off in the ring. Yeah, and this did happen a number of times during the show where they started going off on 
uh, you know, Josh's angle while there's another match in the ring. And that that's just something you really shouldn't do. When there's a match in the ring, pay attention to the match. Put over the stuff that's related to that match. Uh, you know, Josh talking about what he's got going on with Jeremy Borash. It's not the time or place. They had positions in the show where that was the focus, but when it's not, it's really hard. I understand because you know he is the voice. He's the voice of Impact Wrestling. So for him to go back to being a straight man and calling a match when he's been tasked with being the heel in this whole thing, it's that's what this whole thing is that's why this isn't a good idea because he's the heel and he has to turn it on and off you know if he if he's the heel he should be an obnoxious jerk the entire time but then it's it's completely unwatchable so he has to turn this on and off and it doesn't work and we saw this with michael cole like i said and we're doing it again with josh matthews so it's almost like a light version of what WWE once did? Is that what you're saying, Mike? Actually, it's a very heavy version of what (laughs) did a couple years ago. Yeah. Man, that's heavy. (laughs) That's heavy, Doc. Uh, So the show started, Brian, with a promo. That's SOP at this point of... uh, SOP. (laughs) Standard operating procedure. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. uh, You're doing a lot of these uh, initials these days. It's it's like you're in corporate America, Brian. (laughs) Yeah, I just think that's, you know... Would you prefer modus operandi? Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's nice. (laughs) Of pro wrestling programming uh, these days. It's open with with a soliloquy of of some kind. Yeah, so EC3, Ethan Carter III came out... Um, last time I was watching this show, he was a baby face, but uh, apparently now he's a heel again. And I really wasn't aware of this, this, this entire promo, because the only inkling I got that he was a heel was at the end when your best friend, Bruce Pritchard came out and said, you will be facing Alberto Del Rio for the global force championship tonight. And it will be in a steel cage. And then Ethan Carter kind of had the 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 wide eye, like, what the hell? <laughs> what? Are you doing? What do you mean? You yeah. can't do this to me. No, it, it wasn't that blatant, <laughs> but it was just like the wide eyed, I'm scared face. So I was like, I thought he was a baby face. Why is he doing this? I'm scared face. As the show wore on, I finally realized that he is a heel once again. But yes, Ethan Carter the third. Uh, we did this whole promo. There was a barbershop quartet in the ring. I guess they are <laughs> a heel barbershop quartet. I didn't know this. I thought it was a babyface thing, but these these guys were singing songs about uh, Bobby Lashley. They said, for he's the number one contender, for he's the number one contender. EC3 is currently the number one contender for Bobby Lashley's title and was scheduled to face him at Slammiversary. And uh, so there's a barbershop quartet out there. And apparently, if you're a barbershop quartet, you're a heel. Okay, this is sounding interesting, Mike. I might have to turn this on and watch it. There you go. Um, so in addition to the Global Force Championship being on the line, Ethan Carter III's title shot would also be on the line in this random steel cage match. It's crazy to me that they have the Global Force titles that they're now defending on this programming too because it's a once-a-week, two-hour program. It's not like Raw and SmackDown, which are two separate programs every week. It's Now you have... Two heavyweight titles, two tag team titles, the X Division title, the Grand Champion. Is there is there another Global Force title in there as well? 
Um, I'm not sure. I only saw the global championship and the tag team championship this week on the show. But yeah, uh, well, if everybody's a champion, nobody's a champion. You yeah, know? You're, you're right. the The fact that Jeff Jarrett came back to Impact Wrestling. And he was doing his Global Force thing that never really stuck. He did some um, minor league ballpark shows a year or two ago and established uh, the Global Force thing. They did TV tapings, but they never saw the light of day in terms of getting a TV deal. So I don't know why Jeff Jarry's trying to save face, maybe, by not shutting down this Global Force thing and just going back to Impact. So instead, we have this clusterfuck of championships <laughs> on, on impact wrestling and like the global force wrestling global championship is being defended in the main event of this impact wrestling show i don't know it's you're it's just too much there was a time like in the 80s and wcw nwa i should say where there was national tag team champions u.s tag team champions world tag team champions the, the world tv championship there's the uwf tv championship there's they were just the Western State, the Western States Heritage Championship was a championship in uh, <laughs> in NWA, you know, Jim Crocker promotions at the time. That's what, uh, I think everybody gives the, like WWE this bad rap. But, oh, there's too many championships these days. But like, that's like a thing that dates way back. And they have 28 hours of programming a week. So it doesn't <laughs> seem as much of a cluster as, as you said, this two hours once a week does when you have 15 championships and you've got, you know, two hours per week to put them on display. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, speaking of a clusterfuck of championships, the Impact Grand Championship, it still exists, Brian, when we talked about this last fall, it was the round system. Aaron Rex was the champion at the time. He is no longer with Impact Wrestling. But now Moose is the Impact Grand Champion. And he was defending against Eli Drake, who is seconded to the ring. Dummy. <laughs> Dummy, yeah. By Chris Adonis, who is the former Chris Masters. The masterpiece. The man who destroyed Brian Fury's leg <laughs> in a match in Connecticut. Basically retired the man. Chris Adonis. That's not true at all. <laughs> so he's the ultimate heel to me anyway. So yes. You do like to carry Brian Fury's bags around. Oh my goodness. So uh, three three-minute rounds, Brian, for the Grand Championship matches. There are judges at ringside. This week it was Dutch Mantel, Scott Demore, and your best friend Bruce Pritchard. So they were at ringside, and it was a three-round match. So Moose dominated early in round one. Then Eli uh, hit a chop block. So it was working the leg most of this thing. Eli Drake won round one. Uh, at one point, Josh Matthews said that uh, Dutch was in the business when the Dead Sea was just sick, which is a complete Jerry Lawler line that I've heard 50 times. <laughs> so round two, Eli continuing to work on the leg while Josh spent the entire round burying Jeremy Borash and uh, talking about him and Scott Steiner. So yes, as I mentioned earlier, as you talked about, it's taken away from what's going on in the ring. Did, it, did he happen to mention if Big Papa Pump was his hookup? Uh, you should probably holler at him. <laughs> so they showed a Bruce Pritchard one point looking confused. And the Pope, who was also at ringside with, uh, I, I don't think I've mentioned him yet, the Pope, D'Angelo Gennaro, is at ringside with uh, Josh Matthews. And the Pope says, Bruce looks like he's listening to your commentary. Just kind of <laughs> burying their own commentary on the show. 
But uh, Moose comes back in round two, hits a drop kick to Eli, who's sitting on the top rope, then a power bomb, a senton, and a moonsault. But the round ends. Moose wins the round of the scorecards. Round three, they start with fists of fury on each other. And uh, Josh Matthews says, I'm sure Bruce Pritchard will be talking about this match in his little podcast. I'm sure he won't be. <laughs> He's got four topics. One of them is not the Impact Grand Championship. No, they already did the Impact Wrestling episodes. Yes. Uh, So Moose comes back, hits a couple big moves with some kickouts, and Moose is about to finish him off, and Chris Adonis grabs the leg to distract him. Then Eli hits a kryptonite crunch or white noise or air raid, whatever that move is. You know what I'm talking about. And the round ends without a finish. So, yes, it goes to the judges' scorecards. Oh, good. And Moose... Wins by decision. Hmm. So controversial, I guess it was, it was a split decision. It was a split decision indeed, but it was close. But Moose gets it in the end. So not much has changed, Brian, in the nine months since we last talked about the Impact Grand Championship, the round system, the judges. They're going for an MMA feel with this whole thing, and still with me not connecting. And I'm sure if you had seen it. You would probably feel the same way. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a fan of of the of these matches that I've seen. I'm just not. I, I boy, I, I think they'd be really hard to wrestle too. <laughs> like try to how to. It was you have to build like three finishes. I feel like in them. Essentially, yeah, essentially, and so. Yeah, that's the championship. They got all these championships. That's a championship they could probably uh, do without. In as far as I'm concerned, I know that. Let's give them credit for trying something different. They tried something different. They've been trying something different for a long time, uh, but it's there comes a point when you just have to throw in the towel. Yeah, or hell, if you want to keep the championship, just friggin' make it regular matches. Or I, I don't know. I don't like the round system. I, it's just not, I don't know. I mean, maybe there are people that do. It's just not my cup of tea. Not mine either. But uh, from there, uh, they did announce that they're doing a house show, Brian. This is the first house show since... 2015 but it's not really a house show it's outdoors it's at a minor league ballpark in staten island new york and it will be in august so you went to an impact wrestling show way back uh, once upon a time at a baseball stadium did you i not? did myself and my friend adult went to see we were headed down to baltimore to see a red sox orioles game i believe or maybe it was just an orioles game i don't know if the red sox were there or not but on the way we stopped at uh, one of the orioles minor league ballparks i believe it's like cal ripkin stadium or cal ripkin field or something like that and that day there was just happened to be a tna impact show and it was a little depressing they had a <laughs> lot of people they had a lot of uh stars on the card in terms of uh you know tna and not a lot of people in the stands a lot of people dressed as chairs uh, yeah yeah it, it was uh it was tough i mean the, everybody worked hard i remember being uh ecstatic that earl hebner came out to uh the next episode by snoop dogg and dr dre <laughs> coming out giving crotch chops uh but that was the highlight to me um but it was uh yeah they're gonna go back and try it again we'll see how they do in staten island new york in a minor league Yankees ballpark. So it's the first time they've done it since 2015. Uh, good luck to Impact Wrestling with that. But let's get back to the actual television program we were, or I was watching, Brian. Um, <laughs> Amber Nova 
versus Allie. This is the knockouts division, of course. They're still called knockouts, even though WWE Stevas are now superstars, just like the men. I still get there's a double connotation. These girls can kick your ass. They'll knock you out. But they're beautiful, so they're knockouts. I mean, it's kind of... I don't know. I, it doesn't bother me. I, I, I mean, this type of shit shouldn't really bother anybody. But if it bothers you, I don't know. <laughs> get a life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this woman, Amber Nova, was making her debut. And she was announced from the garage. <laughs> okay that's it just the garage was she dressed like a mechanic of, of some sort no. or no she was uh, very scantily clad oh and um she was she lovely michael she was a good-looking gal a, a little uh a little thin a little like uh you know, could break her just by touching her so she's not tick no she is not at all dirty shuffle mentiony hornswoggle was sitting in the crowd for this show. Why, why was he sitting in the crowd? Isn't he part of their roster? I, b- I believe so. I believe he had done something recently, uh, and we'll get into it a little later. Yeah, he was with- in his underpants. He was? He had to, like stripped down to his underpants, and he ran to the back on a that's, recent episode. Yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like to see a little person in their underwear? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so as I mentioned, he was uh, a part of the Dirt Sheet Shuffle this past week. Go back and listen to the BDA exclusive edition big nick yes Uh, listen to that and see what's going on with hornswoggle these days uh it's actually actually swoggle mike yes they did reference him as swoggle which i don't know how you get away with that in terms of a a trademark just take half the name (laughs) i don't know a little weird to me WWE just doesn't care at this point (laughs) right amber nova she's about one year in so she's pretty new but she did okay uh it ended with the Alley Valley Driver. Okay. To Death Valley Driver from Alley. And Earl Hebner was smiling like I've never seen before as he raised her arm. <laughs> he was very happy, apparently, to be a, a part of this whole thing. Yeah, speaking, speaking, of, speaking of Earl Hebner, I just, I just actually watched today the main event from 1988 with the double ref thing. So seeing Earl and Dave together do the, uh, do the angle. Uh, you were watching this basically because you had heard it about it on the Bruce Pritchard podcast. Yeah, and I had like 10 minutes. So I probably should have watched 10 minutes of Impact, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a dick. I, it was literally 10 minutes. I watched just that while while Steph was in the shower. We had to get the kids ready, okay? <laughs> All right. So next up, Brian, was the Global Force Tag Team Championship Finals, the tournament finals. Because they need to have Global Force Tag Team Champions. At least that's what I think. And it was no disqualification. And then we'll talk about this in just a second. And the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions, LAX, were in the match. I love LAX. I love uh, better known to in these parts as EYFBO from Beyond Wrestling. They are outstanding. Absolutely outstanding tag team wrestled them fairly recently uh for beyond wrestling yeah awesome they are tremendous i love those guys well uh they were there uh they're called santana and ortiz in impact wrestling and they were joined by conan and homicide the original lax and a lady named diamante yes i'm aware of who she is okay i wasn't i am aware <laughs> i am aware and they were taking on in the finals of this tournament the veterans of war who are Wilcox and Mayweather. 
it's 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 Jack Stain and yes. um and Crimson. Yes, thank you. I was gonna yes. say Magnus, but it's the other, you know, two syllable menacing sounding name. <laughs> yes. So um I talked about this being a no disqualification. You're giving me crap. You don't know any of these people. I've watched recently, and I'm aware of who a lot of these folks are. Well, I, I did my research, and I know who they are. After the fact, so right. suck it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> LAX kind of used a numbers game. Of homicide ran in and nailed one of the uh, veterans of war from behind to get the advantage to get the heat. But they did it behind the ref's back because in an ODQ match, you should really do that behind the ref's back. You're being very critical, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they did tags in this match, which if it was a qualification match, why didn't you just hop in the ring? <laughs> Got to respect the ref. <laughs> I guess you have to respect the referee who really has no authority in a no disqualification match like this. Um, so, so they could have said, you have no power here? Be gone with you? Yes. So LAX was on the floor at one point. But Mayweather didn't see one of the LAX coming in from behind, and he got clipped in the knees, which was exactly the cutoff from the Impact Grand Championship match with Eli Drake and Moose. So a little you know, lack of quality control here, which you never like to see. You get two of the exact same cutoffs. That's just something you want to avoid, and that's kind of a quality control issue between the agents of those matches, I would say, right? Yeah, I would say somebody should be coordinating things like that. I don't, I don't know what their what their process is, obviously, but somebody should be somebody should definitely be checking in on something like that. Wilcox made a comeback, but there are fifteen thousand people at ringside for LAX, so there's really <laughs> no uh, no escaping. Are it. any of them bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy? <laughs> they very well may be. Uh, LAX hit the street sweeper which was a powerbomb blockbuster combination to win the Global Force Tag Team Championships, hopefully to unite those titles so we can get rid of a championship here on Impact Wrestling. (laughs) Uh, So earlier, JB and Joseph Parks showed up in a golf cart, which I guess is really the way to travel in Orlando. So Joseph Parks is back. I wasn't aware of that. Joseph Park. Joseph Park, excuse me, is back. Yes. I mean, Abyss is gone? I think so. I haven't seen Abyss this week. And uh, actually, was he deleted? He could have been. Uh, <laughs> May- Rosemary, uh, who was originally a part of the Decay, may mention the fact that her family abandoned her. So I think maybe Abyss is gone, at least for the time being. I know Crazy Steve is out of Impact Wrestling. So it looks like it's just Rosemary going forward. So JB and Joseph Park had a promo where uh, Joseph Park tries to pump up Jeremy Borash. He says, you know, I've never wrestled before. I had no desire to be a wrestler. I'm an announcer. But, uh, you know, Joseph Park tries to fire him up. And they kind of got me here because JB's like nodding. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, this really isn't enough for a guy to say, all right, I'm in. But JB is nodding. And then I really thought he was going to say, I'm in. But he said, no, you freaking kidding me? <laughs> he, says, he says Scott Steiner, and then he walks off. He says, fuck that. And then they, they bleep him. All right. <laughs> so, and he walks off. Yes, yeah, so they're still trying to get uh, Jeremy Borash to be a part of this tag team match coming up at uh, Slammiversary. One of the big featured matches, apparently, because that's one of the only ones. Well, there's a couple other here, including the X Division Championship coming up at Slammiversary. It's going to be Low Key versus Sanjay Dutt, uh, or. 
it could be Andrew Everett because right now it's low key versus Andrew Everett here on Impact on Pop and Son. Spoiler alert, yeah, Mike. Sanjay, thanks a lot. Ooh, Sanjay Dutt comes out to uh, the ring with an eye patch, kind of doing the Rocky Romero thing, I guess, but not really because they showed that he got kneed in the face inadvertently by low key in a, um, this like multiple man spot. And they, they showed him, you probably were glad you didn't see this, they showed him putting a needle into his puffed oh, up eye. Oh, fucking, what? <laughs> he, had, he had a big puffed up eye from getting nailed in the head, and they showed a needle oh. going into his, <laughs> into oh. his friggin' eye. How did you show that on TV? <laughs> they they certainly did. And is, is your goal to make me throw up in this episode? <laughs> Holy crap. Well, thank God you didn't see it, Brian. Thank God <laughs> you you were spared that. See, I knew that was on there. That's why I didn't watch. <laughs> so uh, Loki does not age. He looks the, exactly the same that I've seen him. He's got to be like 40-ish now, right? Something like that. Late, mid, late 30s, I would think. And now he's wearing a full suit in the ring. I did see that. He the last the, one I saw him win the X Division Championship. I don't understand this. Every so often, he he would change up his look a little bit. I remember one time he was, he started like dressing like Homicide. They were kind of doing like a tag team thing, and he started uh, dressing like that rather than wearing his old trunks like he used to wear. And now he's wearing a yeah, he's wearing a full suit, like a you know a suit and tie to wrestle in the ring with. He's like the New Age Mister Hughes. What else was you wrestling? Yeah, he keeps the jacket on though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he wears leather gloves as well. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't know what, what he's going for here exactly, but because he's still acting the same. He's not like it's acting like a... Like man. a okay. Yeah, he's, he's not acting like a gentleman. That's for sure. He's still like, <laughs> like you know, doing the whole... <sighs> the whole crouching down low and looking around thing. That's, that's low key. But yeah, he's in a suit. So, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, speaking of kind of retro looks, uh, Andrew Everett was wearing a choker. I, I don't, what's a choker? Like just something around his neck that's really tight oh. around his neck. Okay, that's a, that's that's <laughs> retro as far as I'm concerned. All right. Uh, so they hit the floor and do a dive, and then of course go to commercial because that's what you do in a dive wrestling spots. program. Dot 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 dive. <laughs> and they come back from commercial, and Everett's in a hold. So dot 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 hold. <laughs> the, the yeah the commentary just throughout the show. I just have to say. Oh, just brutal. I mean, the Pope is trying to be the baby face because, of course, Josh is leaning heel and the Pope's not great on the microphone. I'll just say that. <laughs> and Josh is doing his obnoxious thing as you know, he's you're, you're supposed to You're kind of to burying be. this, Mike. I, I don't know. You're very bitter. Remember, remember last the Impact Experiment uh, 1, you were, you were all about uh, trying to sway me the other way. And now... now uh, you're the one that's given impact wrestling the business here. You've taken me right off my game. <laughs> You've taken me right out of this whole thing. So we're I, I'm the one that's made you miserable about about this wrestling program? Yes. <laughs> How so? Because you didn't do what you have to do. You didn't do your thing. You so, didn't so, do your part. So you loved this. You loved this whole episode, and then your your tone has just turned negative since you found out I didn't watch it. Yes. That's a lie. That's a bold faced lie. All right, so uh, the finish was the double stomp off the top rope from Loki, and Loki starts slapping hands at ringside. Uh, I thought he was a heel. I, I think Andrew Everett's a babyface. 
<laughs> but he starts slapping hands after the match and you know as i mentioned sanjay dutt was at ringside commentating and you know they had like a little stare down whole thing like i said i didn't know ec3 was a heel again i didn't know that Loki was apparently a baby face there's a lot of well, you don't watch the product but that's their job to show me that they're a heel that they're a baby <laughs> face that's you know what Loki showed me one time what's that a really good stretch for my knees hey. <laughs> <laughs> ready begin <laughs> Ooh, brandon yes that's that's him don't uh okay fave that though um and at the end Loki poses on the stage with the belt the you know, he's the x division champion he's going on to face uh sanjay dutt next week the show is in india so sanjay dutt is uh, gonna challenge for the x division championship in india and he's on the stage Loki is posing with the x division championship and you see a ref come out from behind the curtain and just kind of like, whoops, and goes off to the side. <laughs> and that's just like a small detail. Like it's, it's like I said, qu- it's a quality control thing. Like who's... In WWE, somebody probably fired for doing that. Yeah, like so who's at the gorilla position that lets that guy go out through the curtain and be on the stage, like showing up behind Loki as he's doing his thing? Who lets that happen? That's, like I said, a small detail, but... Something that, as you mentioned, WWE, if it happened, a guy would be fired, but it probably wouldn't happen. It would never happen. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, Swoggle is back again. Is he still in the crowd? Well, yeah. He was uh, hanging out, and uh, they acknowledged him, and he's pointing and yelling at uh, Josh Matthews, but he gets jumped from behind in the crowd by Rockstar Spud. Rockstar Spud, who is... A heel. He was a baby face last time I knew, but he's a heel. I think, no, or was he a heel? Who knows what Rockstar Spud was? <laughs> but here he's a heel. And uh, he, he apparently Swoggle had hit him in the knee with a hammer a couple weeks back. So now Spud returned the favor and bashed Swoggle. Well, did they, with they, a they explain why Swoggle's in the crowd at all? No. He, he was just there watching. Why? Why is a guy wearing on an impact ro- t shirt? Why is a guy on their roster just watching from the crowd? I, I don't know. So he could be attacked in front of the people, <laughs> apparently. Uh, so he hit him with the leg with his hammer. He hit him in the uh, junk with the hammer. And at one point, he, he does something with the face uh, with the hammer. And I think it's, it was Hardway Juice from Hornswoggle. His face, like above his eye, I think, was busted open, uh, I assume, from the hammer. So it was an angle. You had your juice. You had your uh, vicious attack. So... This could be something going forward with Orange Swoggle, or Swoggle, I should say, and Rockstar Spud. It's going to be... So we got Jeremy Borash versus Josh Matthews, yes. and Swoggle versus Rockstar Spud. Yes. Good stuff. It's going to be uh, Horn Swoggle, Chavo Guerrero all over again. And you, remember, <laughs> you remember that one. Javito? Yes. <laughs> uh, so the main event, Brian, as I mentioned, for the Global Force Wrestling Global Championship... <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. Here, do you want some want some water to gargle that one? <laughs> uh, so, and also the main event of the uh, you know where Impact Wrestling is really missing here. Why the hell have they not hired Ricardo Rodriguez? I don't know. Uh, I I'm not sure. That, I think he retired or something like that. Reti- retired from being a ring announcer? No, he was a wrestler. <laughs> the personal ring announcer thing was genius. It was. I don't, they should, they, like, should, they I don't, should bring it back. 
I, like I said, I'm not sure that he's up for that. I'm just kind of... Depends on what the pay is, I'm sure. I'm freestyling that one. But <laughs> Roll just, Tide. Oh <laughs> so as uh, also, as I mentioned earlier, the main event of Slammiversary, the Impact Championship match with Lashley also on the line, the winner of this, would get the shot at Lashley in the main event of their big event of the year, July 2nd. And, of course, it was a steel cage match. Six sides of steel. Take your pick. And there's a hot start. The crowd was behind El Patron. This is where I started to realize. So hot? Yes. This is where I started to realize maybe Ethan Carter the third is the heel here. <laughs> maybe. And uh Del Rio just plays one on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Brian Hebner was the referee for this match. Did he call anybody a perro? <laughs> no, he did not. No, <laughs> did I say that not. okay? Did I a perro? Si. Right. Perro. And or Brian Hebner was counting in the corner in a steel cage match. Steel cage match. Yeah. That's another thing that – a nitpick thing that I didn't enjoy. Like, what is he going to do? Is he going to DQ him if he gets to five in a cage match? No. So why is he counting? That's just <laughs> another thing. Another uh, – refereeing to heart. I certainly do. And they were these huge holes in the side of the cage for them to put the cameras in. To get a shot, you know, obviously without the the mesh chain link in front. So they had huge holes in the two sides of the ring to get the cameras in. And if this was WWE, to me, they wouldn't acknowledge this. Production would hi- do everything they could to hide it. But they kind of just blatantly even used it. They, like, fed, they, you could fit a body basically through the hole in the side of the cage. So they're like going, trying to get through the hole in the cage, and like you know, he was pulling them back to escape through through the, the these camera holes. It's really strange. It's kind of and it's just like a WWE production thing that detail thing that I think WWE would do their best to make sure people don't see that there's a huge hole in the side of the cage that someone can escape from. But on Impact Wrestling, not only do they acknowledge it, they actually use it to try to escape <laughs> out of the cage. And like, it's just something that... In one respect, that they have the giant hole there. At least they're not insulting the intelligence of the fans' live in attendance, I guess. I guess. And speaking of li- the fans' live in attendance, a lot of time was spent with people in the ring acknowledging the fans, turning their back to the hard camera. Which is something that you know you're taught pretty early on, and uh, at least for us, that don't worry about the couple hundred people here. Worry about the couple hundred thousand, I guess, watching Impact at home. A couple dozen. <laughs> no, I mean they get they get they get it's not as a million like they used to, but no, that, that's that's the that's the point of it because no matter how, even for WrestleMania where there's seventy, eighty, ninety thousand people in the arena, they're still way more watching at home so that's why when you're doing tv tv wrestling is very different from when you're in front of an independent crowd or you know an independent show or even these guys on a house show you're playing to the live the live crowd and there's an aspect of playing off the live crowd and essentially for tv wrestling you're you're playing to the cameras because there's more people on the other side of that camera than there is in the building you're in right and they didn't i mean even at the end of this match spoiler alert alberto durio wins takes EC3's title opportunity at Slammiversary. So it's going to be Alberto El Patron. I should say not El, not Del Rio. Alberto El Patron versus Bobby Lashley for the Impact Championship. Title for title, Brian. Whoa. At Slammiversary. And at the end of the match, Alberto Del Rio gets on top of the cage to hold up the championship. 
not facing the hard camera. So, so they they got to get this long angle from the floor with them shooting up. They can't shoot it from the hard camera because he's he's got his back to it. And all the while, no, Brian. No? No, they, they could get the rights to that song, Oh, sadly. It's great music. Sadly. But, uh, I mean, it was a good match. Uh, Alberto Del Rio had his leg worked on, which is very similar also to the Eli Drake match earlier. So, again, uh, quality control thing. If someone is working the leg on a show, shows that we've been on, someone will yell, anyone else working the leg tonight? Anyone else working the leg? Okay, so I'll work the leg. So they had two guys both working on the leg the same TV show, which is something that can be avoided. And at that level, it would be between, I, I would guess, the agents, not just the guys involved you in the match. really annoyed. Not angry, but really annoyed with this episode of Impact Wrestling, Mike. Yeah, Brian, I mean, we're, we're at the end of it, and I think I can pretty safely say that I didn't see a, a marked change in the way this product was presented. It was the same old, same old to me. I mean, there's the names have changed. The, the, uh, a big plus is they brought in a lot of new talent. They've exposed a lot of new talent. I'm very sad that this week that we're that we were watching, we're we're supposed to watch Brian, that uh, we didn't see a guy like Falaba who uh, spent a lot of time in New England with us. Alicia um, Edwards. Yeah, uh, Alexis from chaotic wrestling and around the uh, independence up here she's now alicia edwards on impact uh, sad we couldn't have seen her this week but uh, like i've said a lot of new talent they've kind of put in there which is that's a good thing but i mean the announcing brutal the same song and dance in terms of structuring the show start with a promo have a match there's nothing that stands out about the show as different which was what we said on the Impact Experiment 1, what a lot of people say, you got to be an alternative. And Impact Wrestling, they've uh, got a new guard, but it's same as the old guard. And they haven't made changes to make Impact Wrestling stand out among the pack. And if you're watching WWE, you got 82 hours of original programming a week. Would you carve out two hours of your time to watch Impact Wrestling when it's not going to be any different? It's you, know, be... you know what my answer is? What's that? Would I carve out two hours? Oh, no, <laughs> no, you would not. <laughs> but yeah, that's, there's nothing. I, 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 lo- I would love to recommend an alternative. And I recommend Ring of Honor. It's a great product to watch. I mean, I wish we got it regularly on Nesson every week, but you can watch it on ROHWrestling.com. Charlie Moron Tours. <laughs> you can watch it, yeah, like I said, on ROHWrestling.com, the Fight TV app. Um, but to watch our friends like Falaba have a national stage, like Alicia Edwards have a national stage, it's great to see. It's not, this is not a knock against the talent no, in TNA. No, 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 they, have, they have the horses right. to make this work. Right, they right. They absolutely have the talent to make this work. But to put them in a three-round match, that's not the best way, I think, to display this talent. It's Yeah, it comes down to their writing. It comes down to how the booking is going. And... It's same old, same old to me. I Like I said, I wish I could say something more. I wish I could uh, have a glowing review. There's some great talent. There's a lot of great talent, but just the presentation is not any different. And that's it, Brian. You're like, you're like very distraught right now, Michael. I am. <laughs> you all right? Do you want to end it here? Do you want to end the podcast here? 
No, no, no. Okay, so that was our impact experiment to Brian. <laughs> and it looks like sooner rather than later, it's going to be the impact experiment three. <laughs> what? To get you on board, Brian. Why, no, why are we focusing on a company that I, I'm wrestling for, like Ring of Honor? We talked about them a lot, and we were going to be talking about them again coming soon <laughs> because they are coming to pay-per-view, and they'll be in Lowell, Massachusetts, right down the road from here. Best in the world, coming to pay-per-view in June, later this month, I should say. And we will talk plenty about Ring of Honor coming up, Brian. Good! All right. We should be. So uh, give us your feedback, folks. What do you think about Impact? What do you think about ROH? What do you think about the alternatives to what's uh, going on in WWE these days? Every week we do something called Merv Griffin Time, a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. So tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode and use the hashtag WPAN. We'll mention you and your tweets this Thursday. Yes. Every Thursday, it's an all-new, all-different episode of the wrestling podcast about nothing. We call it the BDA Bonus Podcast. And now, along with Merv Griffin time and our Heel Laugh Hall of Fame, it is the new home of the WPAN's most celebrated segment, the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. Also, you can download past episodes of the NAI Network Podcast. We have interviews with Cheeseburger and Jamie Jamikowski. We just added the WrestleMania Summit it's all there. The NAI Network archives. Once they come off the NAI Network feed, they go on to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed. It's all on your favorite podcast platform, or you can find it at bdaradio.com. But that's another show. A way you can interact with us here on the NAI Network is through our voicemail line. We want to hear from you. Get your voicemails in. We'll play them on the podcast. That's 401-584-9726. Call 401-584-WPAN. Contribute to the wrestling podcast about nothing. Call now before you forget 401-584-9726. All right, Brian. Whew, it's time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. Who? People ask me, what do you mean? BDARadio.com. What does BDA stand for? Brian and Dave Yen are allies? Oh, all right. I know you, you perked up because I'm talking about you. <laughs> I know that uh, Kingpin, local women's wrestler Dave Yen, was your protege. You were her mentor, and I know you actually eliminated her from the chaotic countdown. Is that correct? That's correct. But then I saw photos of the two of you uh, together. Yes. You did a photo shoot. Yes. So what the hell does that mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? You eliminated her. Now you're taking pictures. I taught her a hard lesson, Mike. She took her eyes off the prizes, every person for themselves in, in, in a chaotic countdown. She turned her back on me. I don't know what you mean. I had to teach her a lesson. I taught her better than that. She knows better. Well, I know what BDA Radio means, Brian. <laughs> the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Avoid the Malonis mind games. And get the truth at BDARadio.com. Not the truth about this whole thing, because who knows what the truth is, but get the truth, get the truth about wrestling and MMA. Oh, BDARadio.com. Oh, no, not him. All right, Brian, let's get into this promo about nothing. It was June 1992. 
Got a little help from this one, Brian, from an old friend. This is from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yes, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, operated by Jim Cornette in the early 1990s. Of course, our friend Mike Mills does a podcast about it every Sunday, the Book oh, in the Territory boy, Pro Wrestling Podcast. Known. I should have known. <laughs> so he uh, let us uh, use a clip that he posted online on his YouTube channel. I, I will say, I actually, I actually do, I, I do want to uh, watch some some more Smoky Mountain. I, I'm very, I'm very interested in, in some Smoky Mountain wrestling. You know, Adult and Kevbo are all about it. Really? They're watching every episode. They're going through and watching. Wow! Each yeah, look at them. Well, tells you the time of the the, the, the amount of time they have on their hands. <laughs> we'll, well, talk, we'll talk afterwards, Mike. My time's about to be more limited too. Coming up. <laughs> oh, good gravy! Okay, let's go now. Let's go to our broadcast colleague Bob Cottle. Okay. And he's standing by with Dixie Dynamite, Primetime Brian Lee, and yes, White Lightning, Tim Horner. This week's promo about nothing. Fans, this reminder, Smoky Mountain Wrestling will be coming to your area very soon. Very soon you'll be seeing all of the outstanding stars of Smoky Mountain Wrestling live in person, right here in your area. And when they're there, you want to be sure that you don't miss them. You'll be seeing all the great stars, such stars as right here, Tim Horner, Primetime, Brian Lee, and Dixie Dynamite. Dixie? Good to be here, Bob. I tell you what, Smoky Mountain Wrestling is what we're talking about here. You know, just the other day, you know, we were at a birthday party, and the little boys, I said, little firecracker, who is your favorite wrestler in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? He said, my favorite is Tim Horner. And the other little boy said, wait a minute, Double D, my favorite is primetime Brian Lee. And all of them said, hey, Double D, I even like you. <laughs> I said, well, I sure appreciate that. Well, tell me who your least favorite are. And they said, oh, without a doubt, Jim Cornette and that Stan Lane, he thinks he's so sweet. And that Dr. Tom Pritchard thinks he's so tough. And they, so the way I look at it is from the mouths of babes come the truth. And they tell the truth. That's what it's all about. And you're going to see these three fine young men right here coming to your town. I want all my little firecrackers out there hollering, Confederate kick, Confederate kick. And I know they'll be doing the lightning bolt too, won't they, Tim? That's right. You know, everybody's talking about Smoky Mountain wrestling. Everybody wants in on that. Everybody wants in on the action. And when I come to your town, you know, I got a letter the other day, Bob. Somebody asked me how quick I was because I, because I call myself White Lightning. I'm going to give you a little example. You want to see the fastest gun in the West? Yes, sir. You want to see it again? That's how fast I am. That's just a, that's just an example of what you're going to see when Smoking we come to your town and my main man, prime time Brian Lee, 285 pounds of romping, stomping, walking, talking, jib jiving, socializing. He walks tall, does it all. You tell him, Brian. Brian. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, you're speaking of Jim Cornette and Dirty White Boy and all these guys. Well, I'm tired. You know, is it me or is it them? They're talking about how ugly these women are in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You know, boys, best thing you can do is go get some glasses because these women around here are the best looking around. I can't wait to see it. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> That's how you close a promo, Brian. <laughs> and I thought I thought we'd be talking more about the uh, prominently displayed Confederate flag <laughs> in the promo. <laughs> no, Brian. There's there's a lot to break down here in this uh, in this interview, which. Is not about a match. There's no match. They're just saying that Smoking Mountain Wrestling is coming to your town. And we're going to talk about Smoky Mountain Wrestling coming to your town. There's no... And the woman of the Smoky Mountain. <laughs> yes. So Dixie Dynamite, of course, speaks first. That's the first voice that you heard beside Bob Cottle. And talks about how they were at a birthday party, which were you? 
<laughs> now you're right. Uh, all the little firecrackers really trying to get that uh, that little catchphrase over. Dixie Dynamite with all the little firecrackers. And of course, as you mentioned, wearing a Confederate flag Ooh. and talking about the Confederate kick and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it was a different world in the early 1990s, and especially the only down south. minorities. <laughs> oh my god so uh do we want to talk about the the elephant in the room brian what's his what's his what's, what's his finisher the oppression oh boy <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to talk about the elephant in the room brian is that a fat joke on me no 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 <laughs> The foam lightning bolt. <laughs> that, that really doesn't ever get acknowledged. <laughs> so, yes, white, white lightning Tim Horner has a, a white lightning bolt that he is holding. Apparently, I'm sure this is a, a gimmick that he, uh, features prominently at the gimmick table, but I don't know what you do with a, a white foam lightning bolt, but he was standing there holding it, making sure to get that thing on camera <laughs> for all the kiddies to see and just, you know, they can't get enough they have to have well he's the fastest gun in the west <laughs> he sure is uh he tim horner is kind of a hot subject these days on booking the territory and, and on uh, jim Cornette's two podcasts uh talking about how he wasn't very good on the microphone and uh <laughs> i guess we can say that yeah he, he did mention how he got a letter the other day which did you he wasn't uh wasn't a very good agent either. He didn't sign me when he when I went to a WWE tryout. So yeah, he was very very briefly uh, <laughs> a agent for WWE, and in that brief period of time, he made an appearance at the Chaotic Training Center and didn't didn't recommend to sign me. So oh, he signed Kofi Kingston. Up yours, Tim Horner. I'm sure Tim <laughs> Horner had everything to do with. Uh, sure, he did with uh, Kofi Kingston getting signed. <laughs> you think? Maybe. After he does that whole fastest gun in the West thing, he says, and that's an example of what you're going to see. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? And speaking of what he's talking about, how about, the, how about this? He says, 285 pounds of rumping, stomping, walking, talking, jip jiving, socializing socializing how is, how is that like a, a big selling point well because he, he got to he got to his point about how he wants to socialize with the lovely women <laughs> of the smoky so. mountains i guess so that was the big friggin uh <laughs> climax of the promo <laughs> that's a selling point apparently you're a you're a good socializer <laughs> and uh, yeah he's gonna socialize with those ladies brian lee primetime brian lee looking for a date yeah he certainly was good looking woman to come to those shows but uh, that's that's never mind. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> that's that's how you sell a wrestling show, folks. You want Swokemon to come to your town? Send White Lightning, Tim Horner. Send Dixie Dynamite. Send Brian Lee out there to talk to your about your kid's birthday party. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that is this week's promo. But nothing again. Special thanks to Mike Mills from Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. Go to mikemills.podbean.com. You can find their Sunday Smoky Mountain show uh, and their Thursday flagship show. And they say that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this uh, this promo and many more things, many more goodies on the YouTube channel of Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now you heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, if you want to see that video, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the New Age Insiders Network. And Brian, you're hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And you got dates, and you're feverishly opening up your phone to get those dates. No, I'm already there. Mike. Oh, there you go. I'm already there. I just had to unlock it. Yes, this Friday night, June the 9th, I'll be returning to Chaotic Wrestling as the number one contender Whoa. to the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. 
at a future date. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be taking on Brick Mastone and his boy's regular haircut. Whoa. It's at the Danvers Indoor Sports Place in Danvers, Mass. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Go to chaoticwrestling.com for tickets. Uh, you know, I was looking here and I thought I had a little marker on my calendar for the 10th, but it's not a wrestling show. It's a... Uh, it's my little girl's recital, so I'll, be, I'll book there on on, there on, on June tenth. Hope you get a good payday. <laughs> but I'll return on June the seventeenth to APW in Salisbury. Find Atlantic Pro Wrestling on social media, AtlanticProWrestling dot com. Not sure what I'm doing yet on uh, on that big one, but uh, my return to APW after a couple couple month hiatus. June the twenty fourth, Mike. Yes. I'll be in attendance. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll be in attendance. Ring of Honor, Lowell Memorial Auditorium, international television taping. Mike Crockett's going to be there. I will be. Come see me. Yes, in the stands. Maybe we should organize. Maybe, Mike, Maybe I, I can't be a part of it, but maybe you should organize a, a meetup at this. We want to see. Come out and support the Kingpin. Yes. And meet up with Mike Crockett at Ring of Honor in, in Lowell on the June the 24th. We're going to get it done. I'll get details out this week or next week. Buy your tickets now. Get there. I want to see you. All right. I want to see your fat, ugly face. No, I'm kidding. Jesus. <laughs> we'll stop there, Mike. We'll stop with June. Uh, but, yeah, lots of good things coming up, buddy. All right. Great to hear Kingpin. And you can uh, book the Kingpin. Email him, brianmalonis at comcast.net or DM him at brianmalonis on Twitter. And check in the boots pro wrestling podcast with referee Tony S. Chip K. Fabe. They're doing more uh, topical stuff. They're uh, getting away from reviewing shows and stuff like that. And last week they talked about uh, the NWO. I think this week they're talking about Eric Bischoff. So check out Check in the Boots on Sundays. They release and they are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, everywhere podcasts are. You will find Chip and Tony. And, of course, the Hurricane Rana podcast. They do it on Facebook Live every Wednesday night. Hurricane Rana Wrestling Podcast. Just put that in the search bar on Facebook. You can find them there. At the Hurricane Rana on Twitter. And, of course, they are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, all of your regular podcast outlets. And, yes, we hope you continue to listen to the New Age Insiders Network all week long, DC and Doc Talk, The Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company, Rant with Ant, Late Night Liam, Indie Pop, and yes, I've got word. The Inside Perspective will be back this month with Scotty Slade. Anybody else? And others. So if you want to support our efforts here, the best way to do so is buying our t-shirt. Please pick up the Curtain Jerker WPAN t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders or visit Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Hit that big blue shop now button. It will take you right to our store on Pro Wrestling Tees. We really appreciate your support. Thanks very much. And we are back, Brian, on Thursday for the WPAN BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Search WPAN on your favorite podcatcher or go to bdaradio.com to find us. Then you can join us back here in one week next Monday on the NAI Network for episode 60 of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.